Hello and welcome to the Yarniacs podcast. This is episode number 182, which we are recording early. So today is Friday, December 7th, 2018. I'm Gail. And I'm Charlene. And we have a special guest on the on the podcast today. Who else is with us? Hi, I'm Robbie. I'm known as Boxy Sweater Gal on Ravelry. And the awesome moderator of the Yarniacs Ravelry group. So this is our... Oh, thanks our annual opportunity to get Robbie on the podcast, and we look forward to it every year. So, we do. This yeah. is only the second year. Is it only the second year? I think year? it is the only, only the second year, yes. We had originally, when Robbie came on board as a moderator, we wanted to have an episode to introduce her, and Robbie, you were still working at the time, and yeah. kept, we kept saying, oh, we can't do it right now, we can't do it right now. And the shameful amount of time passed before we finally got around to doing it. In fact, it was after Robbie actually retired that we were finally able to do it. And it worked out that it was our end of the year podcast episode last year. And Gail and I thought that was such a pleasant way to end the year. No, no, really, nothing really to make you think too much, just something fun Easy and pleasant. And, and so we invited Robbie to join us again this year, and that's how a tradition is born. And in my heart and <laughs> my head, we've been doing this for many, many years. But in reality, here we are, second year of the tradition. So what are you wearing today, Robbie? Today it's actually cold enough to wear some hand mitts, so I'm wearing my one of my boxies. It's the one I call Conjuring Another Boxy. Um, uh, in part because the yarn colorway is was conjurer it was a Miss Babs wild iris that I bought at I think it's Sass I think it's where I bought this one yeah I bought this at Sass a couple years ago and uh, this box is a little bit longer than some of mine I I did a split hem and made it uh, a little bit longer in the back about an inch longer in the back than in the front so I'm wearing that, and I'm wearing a pair of hand knit socks. If it's cold, I wear it. I get to wear my hand knit socks. So Yay. that's what I'm wearing today. So that must mean it's a pretty cold day in Florida to be able to wear a boxy and socks. <laughs> Very nice. Yeah, it, it was. Yeah, it was in the 50s this morning, and it doesn't. It's just one of those days where it doesn't warm up much above 60. So. And Charlene, what are you wearing? I am wearing my Easy One pullover sweater. Mine is knit in fingering weight. It's a pattern by Hohi Locatelli, and I say mine isn't in fingering weight because Hohi has a version that is bulky, maybe? Aaron weight or bulky, yeah. I can't remember which, but another version of the same pattern in two different weights. And it's called the easy one, and let me just affirm that it really is an easy pattern. There are no short rows for people who are avoiding the short rows. There are most most of it is just knit in the round, and there are, there is a little bit of shaping up at the top of the shoulder, but it's like I said, it's not done with short rows. It's done with increasing and decreasing, and they're easy. I would like to make another actually because it's so easy to wear, and it goes over t-shirts very easily. So that's yeah. the easy that- one. Is that top down? It is. Oh, good. 
And it's a ho he trifecta because you're also wearing. I'm also wearing my huhui, which is a shawl, also by Hohi Locatelli, that I made this year and I absolutely love. Gail and I were just talking about how there's something about this shawl. It's so easy to wear again. That's that's my phrase today, I guess. The shaping just lends itself to wearing it in a triangular shawl fashion with the bulk of the middle in front and then the two tails pulled around and draped in the front. Even though it takes three colors, so three skeins of fingering weight yarn, it doesn't feel overly large. And possibly, like y'all said, it's a little chilly today, so that's probably part of it. It feels very cozy. But I do love my Hoo Hooey by Hohi Locatelli. And all three of us have knit one because I know yes. Robbie knit one before we did. Yes. What are you wearing, Gail? I am wearing my confadement, is what I call it. It's a mashup of the confetti sweater by Vera Valimaki and the faded pullover by Andrea Mowry and the pavement pullover by Vera Valimaki. So the top of it is confetti. The blend of four colors is so faded and the bottom is pavement. And I put this on, this is the second time I've worn it this week, and I put it on today and thought, this is the perfect sweater for me for this time of year. It's easy to wear, it's comfortable, it's just stylish enough, the colors make me happy, and I think I'm going to knit another one in a pink fade. I think I'm pretty much 100%. I think I'm pretty much 100%. That was a really interesting <laughs> way of saying, I'm certain I want this sweater again in a pink fade. So I see that in my future because it's, it's just awesome. It's a great sweater. Is it in your future as in a possible self-indulgent knit? Well, we'll get to that later because <laughs> I... Maybe, maybe not. We'll see. We okay. have more of that to come. So that's the only thing that I'm wearing at the moment okay. is my confinement. So today in our What Are You Stocking segment, we're going to be focused on the self-indulgent knit-along. Because if you're listening to this the day the podcast goes live, it should be Friday, December 21st, the winter solstice. And oh, that's the perfect. kickoff date for the self-indulgent knit-along. And you have until March 20th of 2019 which is the spring equinox, to knit anything that brings you joy and is self-indulgent. So our stocking today is based on what we might want to knit for the self-indulgent knit-along. So Robbie, what do you have planned or potentially planned? Potentially planned. That's, that's kind of where I am. Um, <laughs> I'm thinking about knitting a boxy-shaped sweater. I'm losing weight right now, and I find that the boxy style works well for me, and I think it will work even when I get to my goal weight. That's why I'm sitting with it versus more fitted through the shoulders. Well, that's um, nice because then you won't lose yeah, what yeah. you've knit. Exactly. Because my I have two sweaters that are definitely going to be given away soon. Good for you. Congratulations. Yeah. Yeah. Thanks. But, uh, so the sweaters that I'm that are on my short list right now, that doesn't mean this is, isn't going to be added to are for the most part actually they're all hokey (laughs) 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 there's a theme today one is icy spring which is uh, a sport weight boxy shape that has a little tiny triangle of eyelet mesh right at the neckline 
kind yes. of where you think we were like that Z is on that kind of the old fashioned sweatshirt. Yes. Yeah. So it's a really, it just has a nice little detail to it. I've got some cigar sport um, white yarn and slash with some aquamarine color that I think would be absolutely stunning in that. So that's one thing I'm thinking about. Another is her separate way, which is boxy shaped, but is actually four color stripes. Oh, okay. Um, it, it's three colors of stripes with like a one color interspersed between them that's thinner. And on the left side, there's a section of the body that the stripes are vertical versus horizontal. I've got some cross merino light that I tried to make the um, into like one of the hokey ho- wraps that was last year's wrap, uh, the multicolor one that I flogged after about 40 rows. <laughs> that I think would work well for that. Okay. One of um, my favorite yarns, Tosh Marina Light. It's in some pinks and, some pinks and grays. Ooh. And then I've got Foxy, you know, Foxy and Buttony. Oh, um, I not, have long loved that one mm-hmm. also. It's cute. Yeah. I, I saw that at Maryland Sheep and Wolfman was wearing it, and I actually stopped her and talked to her, and I, it's just gorgeous. Mm. Uh, I don't know what yarn I used for it, but I know I have... I have fingering weight and stash, so I can I can shop stash for that. Yeah. Um, the fourth one, which is why I asked you about um, asked you about it, is the big one, the easy one. Oh yeah. Um, I've got four skeins of cephalopod fingering weight. It's four shades of gray. Oh and nice. And I'm thinking that would be the perfect pattern to use for that, so that it's really really easy to manage the fade. Yeah. So and I would and I would do light at the top and then fade to dark. Nice. Uh, so that's the. I like um, that the idea. other thing. Yeah, I'm thinking about one other thing because have a smaller project going because I kind of enjoy an occasional quick hit. Um, of course. And one of you was one of you was talking about it last when I think you were wearing it with the alewives towel. Yeah, Charlene was wearing oh, it recently. Yes. Yeah. yeah, and I've got a full. Of Yal the last after knitting my last boxy. Oh, that's perfect. My boxy. So I'm thinking that would be a real good use for most of it, and then make some some lifters out of the rest to cover my arms when I need something to warm my arms when I'm wearing a sweater that doesn't have long sleeves. Yeah, sounds perfect. And that's exactly so. what I used for Ale's Ale Lives was a skein of Yasin. That's my right now. That's what's kind of on my list. I do need to think in terms of what's easy to work on when I travel because we go on a cruise in January and I do lots of sitting and knitting. Ooh, it sounds like a dream cruise. Yeah. <laughs> and listening to I music, like that. right? And listening to jazz. Yeah, so I, I joke about my sweaters getting fused with music. Oh, that's cool. Yeah. Yeah. So that's kind of where I am right now. Um, I don't, this may change completely between now and cast on. That's part of the fun. I know. <laughs> and we have three months to knit also. So yes. that's lots of time to change yeah. our minds. Yes. Yeah, but I won't get two sweaters done in three months. I'm not that focused. Well, and you also like to knit socks and other things throughout. So, yeah, you have lots of things yeah. on the needles. So what about you, Charlene? What do you have planned for the self-indulgent knit-along? Or what are you stalking for it, I should say? 
Well, if you've listened to the last episode, you may have heard me talk about Bristol Ivy and a pattern from her Knitting Outside the Box book called O'Keefe. And I have long admired that sweater, and I think that this might be the time for me to finally cast it on. I have a skein of, a big skein of the Wolmize lace yarn, which is, I want to say, 1,700 yards. And this sweater is oversized, so it uses a lot of that. It will use a lot of that yardage, which is perfect, because that's the reason why this one skein has been sitting in my stash for a long time, because with other sweaters, I would have several hundred yards left, which isn't exactly how I wanted to use the skein. I want to use the skein for something that is going to use the majority of the skein. So this sweater looks like a very good candidate. After we recorded the last episode, I started looking for the yarn so I could wind it, and I haven't found it yet. I know it's in my (laughs) yarn chest. (laughs) Well, I know it has to be there. But I started looking for it at a time of day when it was getting dark, so I kind of just gave up. Okay. It's not like looking for your last skein of logwood. No. Okay. No. This one, I know it's there. Good. And I, like I said, I think this is a good one for self-indulgent because I've long wanted to use the yarn and I've wanted to knit something from this book. And for me, the self-indulgent knit along is always a time to stop and look at my cue and pick something that has been there for a while, but for some reason have not cast on. Exactly. And it also gives me a chance, since it's co- since it coincides with the new year, it gives me a chance to look at my cue a little bit more critically as well. Because perhaps there's something in my cue that's time for it to just say bye-bye. Yes. <laughs> because maybe I don't want to knit it anymore. So... That's going to be happening as I narrow down my choices. My second and third options for the self-indulgent knit-along are about yarn. There are two yarns that I have in my stash that I have wanted to use. The first is a yarn from Holstgarn, and it is their cashmere blend called Noble. I I only have three skeins of this. I'm not quite sure why I didn't buy four. But I only have three, and it's in a dark navy blue color. And I know that there are patterns that will work for three, and I believe that I even have some notes in my knitting notebook related to this yarn and what some of my options are. Weren't you going to maybe hold it double to something? Or I know that's why I bought mine. Quite possibly. Yeah, we had yeah. lots of chatter about yes, that. Yes, exactly. And I really want to knit this yarn. It's got a little bit of cashmere. And the other yarn that I have used from Holstgarn, which is the coast, is wool and cotton. So this yarn is wool and cashmere. I can't remember if there's a third fiber in there. And the cashmere is only a very small percentage, but you can definitely feel it. It feels very different from the coast. And I'm curious to see how it will wash up and just... Try it. Experiment. It, yes, it feels Test very it. yes, it feels very luxurious when I touch the yarn. So obviously it's a very good choice for self-indulgent knit along. Self-indulgent knitting, I should say. And what weight yarn is that? It's a very light fingering or fingering. It's it's like the coast. I would call it light okay. fingering. 
And the third thing is even more vague than that. <laughs> it's just in general, I want to knit something with one of my sweater quantities of Western Sky Knits fingering. I have this very bad habit of hoarding it and it moves into that category of too good to knit. I am nodding my head. Which is really useless for yarn. It's so useless. <laughs> because I do want a sweater and I bought the yarn because I love it. And I've said this many times over the years. You guys have heard me say this before that I just, I sometimes yarn, even though I love it, I just feel like I, I get paralyzed by the options and perhaps choosing the wrong option for mm -hmm. it. And then my knitting or my pattern choice isn't good enough for the yarn. Exactly. <laughs> I bought two bigger sweater quantities instead of three skeins. I went four skeins yeah. in two different colors last year. Yeah. And I'm in that state of, oh my gosh, I have to find a pattern that uses all yes. of it. So yes, I need yeah. to get over that fear and use the beautiful yarn. <laughs> Same with me. I have that with a couple of my really old sweater quantities that I bought before I was knitting sweaters when I had no idea how much to buy. Yeah. So I actually have two sweater quantities of well, my DK, and I think I have four skeins of each, which is Ooh. massive amounts of yarn. Yeah. Yeah. I love that base too. Yeah. It's a very, very nice base. I wear, wear my Shell Seeker all the time in that base. Okay, Gail, what are you stocking for your self-indulgent knits? I did the same thing you did, Charlene. I took a look at my queue, and you're going to recognize each of these patterns because <laughs> one of us or both of us have stocked, stocked them in the it. past. Okay. And they went into my queue and sat there. And I also looked at the yarn that I have in stash and things that I really wanted to knit and tried to pair things up. Mm -hmm. The first thing is a sweater called Nerissa, and it's by Elizabeth Smith. And I started stocking this after or during the Colors of Fall knit along because Zoe Espresso Bean knitted. And it's really cute. It's a top-down raglan-shaped sweater that has texture on the front of the sweater, but the sleeves are knit in plain stockinette. And it's really cute and really simple. And I would modify it to be more A-line. So okay. my first concern was... Would I have enough of my stash yarn? Because the yarn I want to use is Dragonfly Fibers Selkie Sport, which is BFL silk in a sport weight. And I bought this at the last stitches in the red bud colorway, which is a slightly tonal to variegated pink in all of mm -hmm. my favorite pinks. And I have enough yarn, I think, just barely, to knit it with a little bit of an A-line. Oh, great. So that was like the great com combination of beautiful yarn that was reaching that status of too precious yes. to be knit <laughs> with a pattern that I really like and wanted to try with a new-to-me designer, which was a plus because we like what we like and right. we start to knit the same designers over and over, but I wanted to try a fresh designer. So it checked a lot of boxes. So that's Nerissa by Elizabeth Smith. And then I also have notes on like five or six other sweaters that I was considering. <laughs> so I won't go into those right now. But let's just say my mind could change because there are a lot of sweaters I'd really like to knit. Okay. But that will probably be one of them. Okay. 
And then I thought, okay, there's a sweater for self-indulgent knitting. What about some accessories that mm-hmm. have been in my queue for a long time? And you might recognize the name Tiny Tassels. Yes. The Shawl by Karen Fernandez. I love that. Yes, you were so stocking cute. it. It's a super, super simple triangular shawl. And it has little tiny tassels all so down to the edges. It's adorable. And I've wanted to knit it since Charlene mentioned it and haven't done it. So I think I will probably be knitting the tiny tassels. And I will probably use some of my hoarded Western Sky Knits for that. It's a small shawl, but I will make it bigger because mm-hmm. I don't want a shawlette. I want something more yeah. substantial. Yeah. So I think I need two skeins. And I have at least two two-skein quantities of Western Sky Knits to choose from. So nice. playing with that. Yeah. And... All Point South by Casapinka, oh, which I keep coming back to. I really want to knit it, but haven't found the perfect yarn combo. So that's back in the rotation for self-indulgent knitting because I really want that finished object. Just don't know which yarns to use yet. Yeah. So I'm going to put all my single skeins out on my bed and just play with color combinations and see what I can come up with. And Charlene and I both have been chatting amongst ourselves lately about really wanting to knit a Casapinka design. So yes. this would be my opportunity to finally do it. I've been wanting to do it for over a year. So let's just get to it already. Do you know I oh. had a Casapinka design called Goldfish Memory mm-hmm. in my cart for the Indie Gift Along? Mm-hmm. And then I was working Oh no, you forgot the to last buy. like Three or four days. I was working three or four days in a row. I was exhausted. I was barely on Ravelry. Totally forgot to purchase anything during the Indie Gift Along. Yes, because so. she was participating in the Indie Gift Along. Yeah. So, but it's still there to buy. It's, it's not still with, there it's, to the buy, yes. Yes, and I I will buy it when I am ready to make it, but I still love that pattern. Yeah, so that's what I'm stocking for the Self-Indulgent Middle Along. We would like to thank our December sponsors. We have a combination of Marionated Yarns and Katinka Designs. Marion of Marionated Yarns and Katie of Katinka Designs are joining forces for another year of Knitness Kits, this time with two pattern options in Marion's signature gradient colorways. Go to www.marionatedyarns.com, then Kits, to choose either a shawl or poncho design in a merino, cashmere, nylon, fingering base. Five stunning colorway options are available for each, and the kits are rounded out with a Ravelry pattern download, a roomy project bag designed with a special collaborations with Bloom Handmade Studios, and other notions, treats, and fun extras. It's the perfect gift for yourself or your favorite knitter. Kits will ship December 15, and both patterns will also be individually released mid-December. Merry Knitness! And thank you to both Marion and Katie, who I look forward, well, we know Katie, but I look forward to meeting Marion at Stitches Stitches in February. So thank you for the sponsorship, you guys. So Robbie, what have you been knitting lately? Okay, well, I've been doing a couple of gift knits. Um, I've been looking, I made a little French macaroon sweater. That was so cute. It was adorable. I'm seaming it right, I have to finish seaming it, and then I block it, and then a little bit of then a button, a little tiny, um, and that's basically it, so I'm just putting the button on. 
Can you mention the name and the designer of that pattern? Because it is really cute. Yeah, the pattern is French macaroon. And I need to see if I can look, look up the designer quickly. Is it Noble Mix? I don't know, but it's in my queue. I, I should think know. It, I think you're right. I think it is Noble Mix. Okay. And uh, right now, I'm, in fact, as we, as we speak, I'm knitting on a companion hat uh, called Tiny Tots. Tiny Tots. Um, using the same yarn, but it's not the same designer. Um, but she actually designed it to go with that sweater. Oh, really? That's a potential combination for me. I've been considering knitting that for Olivia, so now I know that there's a matching hat. So yeah. thank you for that. Yeah, and, and knitting the hat in the round versus flat, the patterns written both ways. And I will, I would say knit it flat and seam it because it's garter stitch in the round. <laughs> Oh yes, and yeah. It's just, it's a bit of a pain, right? Because garter stitch in the round, instead of knitting all around, you have to alternate between knitting and purling the row, which is not always fun when you're knitting in the round. <laughs> yeah. And then I've got my um, Elton on the needles. Uh, it's getting a tiny, tiny bit of attention as I'm finishing up some Christmas knits. I can't wait to get back to it. Ooh, so you cast on an Elton, the hoagie pattern? I did. I, ca I cast on back in September, but needed something that was really mindless for some travel. And so I decided to cast on my worsted boxy instead. Oh, okay. Um, and so that, that got all my love. <laughs> so Elton is a pattern by Hoagie Locatelli. Gail just finished knitting one when she was knitting it on vacation earlier this yeah. year. Um, mine I'm knitting using Tosh Marina Light and Tosh Lace, both of them in the Silver Fox colorway. So mine is going to be very subtle. <laughs> I like it. And I, you know, I would I would love to have it done for the cruise I'm taking in January, but something tells me I'm not going to get through that. <laughs> But we'll see. Yeah. Um, so that, and then I've got socks going that I pick up and knit when I'm traveling, I'm out and about, and you know, if Joe's driving or if I'm waiting somewhere that are taking forever to get done. But that's that's basically it. I've I've got I've really become not monogamous, but much more focused in my thing lately, as opposed to having a bazillion things going at once. Well, and you'll find Elton is a really fast and easy knit. There's not much thinking involved once you get past the shoulder shaping at the top. Now I remember seeing your swatches in the Silver Fox, and it's going to be stunning. It will be so pretty. I think so, too. I yeah. love that. And yeah, Elton, I love that color. Elton is on my short list of things I want to knit a second time. I want to knit another one in blue because I wear mine a lot. So I highly recommend that pattern. I hope you really enjoy knitting it, Robbie. I, I really think I will. I mean, I've, I've got the back shoulder shaping done and I've started the stripes on the back. So, I mean, I'm, I'm in my first bit of easy knitting and then I'll, you know, then do the same thing for the front and then it will just be miles of stocking it flat. Yep, and it'll go really quickly. All right, so Charlene, what have you been knitting? And we've only had four days since we last recorded, so. Yes, so <laughs> I am still working on my Like a Cloud, which is yet another pattern by Holy Lucatelli. It's the Holy Show. <laughs> wow. 
I am actually on the ribbed cuff of the second sleeve. Yay! So I really am almost done with this sweater because when I bind off that second sleeve cuff, I am done with the sweater. Like a Cloud is an open front cardigan. It has an all-over pattern, and it is an open front, so when you finish the fronts, that's it. There's no going back and putting on a button band because it, the front just sort of gently curls a little bit. It's knit in a lace weight yarn, so it is very, very light, and the curling is very gentle and very lovely. It's very fluffy. Now, I have a question <laughs> for you about that pattern because I've been stalking it ever since you fell in love with it. Mm -hmm. And I keep coming back to the fact that I don't like open front sweaters that I can't close. Mm -hmm. I individually, my preference is for sweaters that close. And yes. when they don't close, it irritates me. I yeah. don't know why. Do you think that could be adapted to be a pullover pretty simply? Oh, yeah. I think that's what I'm going to do. do. I think that's what I'm going to do. do. You, you'll, have, you'll have to try mine on and you might end up having... Maybe casting on fewer stitches for the fronts, just so that the fronts and the back match. match. Mm -hmm. But I think it would be pretty easy as a pullover, yes. Okay, that might Maybe. be on my self-indulgent knit list. Interesting yeah. adaptation. Yeah. Hmm. Okay. So. so that's Like Cloud by Ohi Locatelli. I'm very curious to Because I would absolutely wear it as a pullover. Yeah. No hesitation at all yeah. as a pullover. Hmm. And the second thing I am knitting is the Volkig Cowl by Martina Bean. I have that actually in my hands right now. I'm working on it. The wonderful thing about this pattern is that it is truly one row and go. Once you have cast on, there is a fair amount of stitches to cast on. So when you start, that's, that's a little bit daunting to cast on all the stitches. But once you get going, the whole cow is the same stitch row over and over. So really, it's a great carry-along project. And that's why it's easy for me to work on while we are recording. And then the third thing that I am working on is my Redux of 5200K. I have ripped the body of this sweater and I hope to re-knit it as an A-line and it's on my list to finish as soon as I finish the ribbed cuff of Like a Cloud. <laughs> so it's going to get loved soon. Yes, I hope so because it's something that I could wear right now. Yeah, for sure. Yeah. How about you, Gail? What are you knitting? So I have two new cast-ons in the last couple of days, which is very exciting. I cast on my second Hahui shawl, a pattern by, you'll never guess, Hohi Locatelli. <laughs> and this is the one I'm doing as part of oh, the mom. Candy Skein Knit Along. They're doing a Hohi Knit Along. And I'm using two skeins of Candy Skein's Yummy Fingering, one in Earl Grey Latte. No, Earl Ray Earl Latte. Earl Ray, that's right. And one in Fudge Brownie. And the third skein is Hugh Loco's Phyllis Sock in the Whale Song colorway. And that's the color I cast on. So it's the top part of the shawl. And it's blue with speckles of brown and variegation of browns. I can't describe it. 
my brain is not letting me describe this. So I'll have pictures on my project page, but it's a beautiful, beautiful color. And I was so happy to cast this on the other night. It's been very joyful knitting. I'm super happy with it. And I also cast on the Moto socks, which I was stocking a couple episodes ago. It's a pattern by Mara Catherine Briner, who is the brilliant designer behind the Rose City Roller Socks. And these are a DK weight sock with a very interesting cuff that involves a provisional cast on and it's double thickness with some pearl welts and things like that. So it's been interesting. And last night I joined, so you fold the cuff in half and you knit the provisionally cast on stitches with the live stitches. And I folded it inside out. <laughs> so instead of oh. having the welts, they want the pearl side out of the welts. And instead I accidentally folded it so the knit side was out. Yes. So now I have to undo that whole round and refold it the other direction. So it's sitting there in a temporary timeout. But those will be socks for my friend Melissa for Christmas. Yay. So they're, the cuff is so squishy and delightful between being a double thickness of knit mm-hmm. and having the welts in it, it's so comfortable. So I, nice. I foresee some of these in my future too. <laughs> Your ankles would be so warm. So looking forward to having that as a finished object. Okay. So one of the reasons that we wanted to have Robbie on at least once a year is to talk about the Love Your Stash thread that we've had going for several years in the Ravelry group now. And Robbie was the founder of that thread. Mm -hmm. And we also forgot to mention in the beginning of the podcast, we do have Robbie on via telephone. So if it sounds kind of like a conference call where we're speaking over (laughs) each other, we're very sorry about that. So I'm going to pass it off to Robbie to give us a little of the background and history of how Love Your Stash started. Several years ago, about this time of year, and I know there were lots of several different forums and Ravelry and on podcasts, people were talking about going on yarn diets and there just was so much guilt about um, stash, you know, the size of a stash, um, not using it, um, different things, and I just, and I was feeling that way myself to some extent, even though my stash isn't huge by some people's standards, and I wanted to find a way to turn it around um, for me and I decided that I, I wanted to see if I could build a community around it and because your group feels like home I decided <laughs> to start it here and the Arniex group and the whole thing is really about trying to shift mindset about stash from something that's negative to something that's, that's positive and if there are things about your stash that aren't working for you, uh, the size of it, what's in it, um, whatever, making thoughtful changes versus just going cold turkey for a while and then, like any diet, you, you diet for a while and if you're really strict with it, you then fall off the wagon and you're back where you were because you didn't learn anything in the process. Um, so that was the kind of the reason behind it. Um, the first year we actually had quarterly prizes to kind of help uh, encourage people to participate and be active in the group because it was all based on just chatting in the 
chatting in the group. Um, the and then we've just kept it going with quarterly um, threads. Um, the big reason for the quarterly threads, like to me, it makes it easier to set goals um, and allow them to change over time if they're not too long. Um, setting year-long goals makes you know. Some people would have trouble changing their goals because of life circumstance changing, or if they fall off. If they, if they say they're not going to buy yarn for, for the year, and they, and they buy yarn, they may quit completely versus just resetting. Um, that's kind of the whole idea behind it. Um, I get so much from it um, that you know, I, I'm going to keep it going as long as other people seem to be interested in it. Um, <laughs> And the nice thing about the quarterly goals is there there are no rules about it. I kind of encourage people to have a, at least one goal that's not a specific project. I, I don't want it to be a. I would like to have it not just be a knitting to do list, uh, but something different. Uh, I love that Julie J C Chant. Um, one of her goals every quarter is love her sash every day. Yes, I love that. <laughs> it's, it's like, that just makes me so happy. It's, you know, someone's just you know looking at it and saying, embracing what it is, um, and that's that's the epitome of what this is supposed to be. Um, so that's kind of you know the what it is and how it's working. Um, anybody can jump in at any time, and. Um, join in if, if, you, if you want to. If you think it's great on December twenty first, hearing this podcast, go ahead and sign up for this quarter. You can figure out what you want to do between now and the end of the year, and then sign up again for the first quarter of next year. Um, there isn't a firm start date. Um, there isn't an, any number of goals you have to make. Um, um, if you don't meet your goals, well, you don't, no one no one says you failed. Uh, we hope that you don't say you failed yourself. Um, so that's kind of it. Um, you can chat as much as you want in the thread, or you can just post your goals and update how you did at the end of the quarter, or anything in between. This year, I I haven't been participating in those quarterly threads as much. For the several years before that, I was participating every month in like you said, there are no rules and there's no timeline and there's no punishment or negative consequence to not meet, meeting your goals. And I loved how it changed my overall feeling about my stash because I did have a lot of guilt about all this yarn that I couldn't knit all at once. But it's taught me that my stash is there to comfort me and to be something that brings me joy where if I'm having a bad day or some negative emotion, I can walk into my closet and start playing with my yarn and it makes <laughs> me feel better. And all of the different ideas that have come from this kind of movement that you started, the ideas of how to get rid of the stash that isn't bringing you joy and how to change how you look at your stash and how you accumulate stash and how... There are just so many ideas, things that I never would have thought of that made my knitting world so much better. And I thank you so much for that because doing it on my own, I was going to do some kind of cold turkey-like thing, which never works for me anyways. So why would I try to do that? 
<laughs> and now yeah. I just have this treasure called my stash. Yeah. That makes me so happy. And I hope that anyone who's listening who has those guilt feelings associated with their stash will take a look at that thread. And all you do is pop in. You can read through the thread, see what other people are doing and set even one goal for yourself for the quarter. It could be anything from using a special skein to not buying yarn to only buying a certain kind of yarn to getting rid of some of your stash. That's not making you feel good. There are so many different ideas for goals, different things like, not buying patterns unless you're actually going to use the pattern wrong. You're, you are the founder of that one too. (laughs) I mean, so many great ideas and all you need to do is start with one. And if it works for you, great. Maybe set more goals the following quarter. If it doesn't work for you, don't try it again. So it just, it really made such a huge difference to me that I hope everybody will give it a try if they're feeling stress, guilt or stress about your stash. There just shouldn't be those associations. There shouldn't be. And Gail mentioned the guilt. And one of the things that I've said before, and I'll say it again, is we want to change the culture of stash. Stash shouldn't make you feel guilty. Stash is your tool. It's, it's how you create. So it, it's there for you to use it. And even though I sometimes put some yarns on a pedestal and don't quite <laughs> use them, the sentiment is there. Your stash is there for you to create. And it gives you, our little Love Your Stash movement gives you permission in a sense to get rid of the stash items that aren't working for you. That was one of the things that I have learned over the course of a couple of years that I have had in my stash previously, and I still do have some things in my stash, things that have been there for a long time that I don't know what I'm going to do with and they're kind of nagging at me in the back of my brain Mm -hmm. saying use me use me use me and I don't know what I want to do with it and there have been ways that I have found to move those items to somebody else who will make use of them and not only will make use of them but will be so happy to have them yes for, for you they were having some kind of negative impact right but the person you pass them on to is overjoyed is only feeling positive exactly things. and that's great a couple months ago um my knitting group had a sunday afternoon, and we had a, we've done a couple before and we, we had a we asked to have a d-stash table at it and i took a banker's box full of yarn Ooh, nice um, um, and about 80% of them were picked up um, by the people that were there. And the stuff that was left, I brought home with me. And I, I took it, took them to midnight the next time we met. And Hannah offered up a few to people that didn't make it to the, to the afternoon. And the ones that were left went to a charity, a local charity that's working, that's run by uh, some refugee women that are actually crafting um, together, teaching each other how to do crafts they don't know, and are are learning English from a lawyer that's working with them. Wow. Hmm. Uh, so, I mean, what a great way to make use of something that was weighing me down. 
Yeah. Uh, most of that yarn was actually stuff that was nice, um, but was not my color. Things that I got being in yarn clubs or yarn subscriptions. Um, I don't do that anymore because um, those things got me in trouble. About 50% of what you get, you like. The other 50% yeah. was, just waste, was just wasted money. Exactly. Um, um, and that's why, like you were talking about patterns earlier, um, I don't buy patterns just because they're on sale anymore. Um, I did an analysis earlier this year, and I'll, I'll see if I can find the link to it again. Um, but I, with it, I found that I was buying several hundred dollars worth of patterns a year um, on sale, um, and then not knitting them. Luckily, they don't make me feel guilty, but that was sure a lot of wasted money. So I'm better off letting designers get full price for patterns when I'm ready to use them. Yep, I agree. Um, I agree too because how many patterns do you really knit a month? Mm-hmm. Not that many, and it's unfortunately far less than the than we usually think it is, or that we would like it to be. Mm-hmm. <laughs> but if you yeah. figure out the cost of those patterns per month, it's not much. So yeah. I agree. Purchase patterns as you need them, rather than just to purchase. And I also wanted to say one other thing about cost. My husband made this point for me one day. I was probably saying, oh, I have too much yarn. And he looked at me and he said, well, what do you mean? And I said something about spending money on yarn. And he said, but you're not just buying yarn. You're buying an experience and you're buying hours of entertainment and you're buying your clothes because you're going to wear it. And just putting it into that kind of perspective made every skein seem like such a good value. You know, even if you're spending, even if you're buying luxury yarn, you are going to spend hours upon hours knitting it and wearing it. So it's not just because you're buying yarn. You're right. You're paying for something much more than that. So that's very true. That and that's really helps. A great way to look at it. Exactly right. <laughs> And, Robbie, you just said something about nice yarn, donating nice yarn. Well, I would argue that different charities don't care what the yarn quality is. My aunt knits hats, a charity where they knit for blind people specifically, and they will not use a yarn that has wool in it. They will only use acrylic because they're worried that people will have allergies. So there are charities out there that welcome and want the quote, not as good yarn. I mean, I'm being kind of a yarn snob by saying that, but there are, you know, even if the yarn you have that's weighing you down isn't something that's quote nice or expensive, doesn't mean there's not someone out there that would be really grateful to receive it. Yeah. So. Yeah. Every yarn has its purpose. This is true. A couple of things I've done, other ways besides just the size of it and getting rid of stuff, I've actually done a, gone and organized my stash. Um, I started knitting seven years ago, so I've been on Ravelry as long as I've been knitting. So my stash has always been in Ravelry since the very beginning. But what I did was I actually went through and kind of 
verified my inventory, added pictures to things, and as I was putting it away, I actually labeled every box and bin that I used, and I put the located in information into my stash records on Ravelry. So when I'm trying to figure out what yarn to use, I can shop my stash on Ravelry, and then I know where to go to get the actual physical skate. That's brilliant. Because um, I have several banker's boxes of yarn, <laughs> and about and then I have 10, 10 plastic bins of yarn. They're the small, they're not the giant, you know, multi-gallon bins. They're the kind that you would either put shoes in or the next size bigger. Okay. Um, so each of those is labeled so I can very quickly go and pull the yarn as, as opposed to having to toss my whole stash just to figure out where it is. Nice. Yeah, that um, is a great system. Yeah. It, you know, it's, a, it's a nice feature that's actually in Ravelry. It actually is one of the one of the things that if you download your stash to Excel is included in the download. Oh. So, and that's actually how I do my 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 inventory verification and reconciliation is I actually print it out and go through each bin on its own and verify that it's what's in the bin is what I say is in the bin, and then I do a cleanup. Um, I need to do that again, probably over the holidays. I dare everyone to guess what Robbie did for a living before <laughs> she retired, based on the words reconciliation and things like that. <laughs> oh yeah, I have an I have an accounting degree and worked in technology as a business analyst, yes. um, working with people in the finance area. So yeah. So I think we can all agree that Robbie's example of stash organization is probably one extreme end. It's a very organized the, yes. extreme. Yes. <laughs> I love it. Very much so. It's, 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 but not everything in my life is that organized. It's just, you know, there's a good tool to use and I'm using it well. <laughs> Excellent. Yes, I love good knitting tools. Do not just that term does not just apply to knitting needles and things like that. Right. There are much bigger yeah. tools out there for knitting. Absolutely. So again, Robbie, yeah. thank you so much for the love your stash movement. I, again, I hope anyone who's listening who hasn't given it a try will check out the threads. And I'm looking forward to getting back into it in 2019 because I'm determined too. to make 2019 a more productive year. I am too. And that's what we wanted to close this episode with for the end of 2018. Yeah. We just wanted to say thank you so much for sticking with Gail and I this year. Those of you who have been listening for at least a year know that this year has been a difficult one for both of us. If you've been listening for a while, you know that my mom was diagnosed with an aggressive uterine cancer at the end of last year and subsequently passed away in April of this year. And it was just so fast and so shocking that I still can't believe it's happened. And I've been left this year to care for my ailing and heartbroken father, who doesn't always recognize me, unfortunately. And life has become busier due to those responsibilities. And at the same time, just feeling very sad. 
My love of crafting and knitting came to me from my mom, and she was my biggest cheerleader of anything and everything that I made. And her loss has slowed down my crafting, I think. I remember a couple, maybe a month ago or so, looking at what I had made in this year and realizing that my knitting has really been less this year. I'm still producing quite a bit, yes, but it's it's been less and it's just not the same to not have her ex- be excited about my projects. Yeah. <laughs> and I'm just living with grief and I'm living with it and I don't even know if I'm working through it, but maybe just living living with it is working through it. Yeah, I've I've thought that grief is almost like another person sitting at the table who wants to be fed and cared for, and it takes the time to feed and care for that other person that's sitting at the table. It's a good way to do (laughs) it. And, you know, some days you just wake up and it's like, hey, grief, what do you need from me today? Because... (laughs) That grief wants something from you every single day. And there have been times this year that I know I've gone silent in our Ravelry forums. And I know that I need to jump back in to enjoy the wonderful community that we have because I really have felt your support through this. And I've needed it. And I'm going to be looking for it in 2019. Indeed. Yes. yes it's, been a, it's just been a bad year. My mother-in-law passed away in February. Mm-hmm. Same very short, yeah. brutal descent. Yeah. And we've each had we've teenage had, issues this we've year had, with our We've teenagers. had emotional and yeah. health challenges. And it's just been a year. And I hope next year is better. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> if I had a glass of champagne, I'd... Here, we're going to do cheers. Ting. <laughs> and we're looking forward... Her. Yes. Yes, we're thank you, We're looking forward to 2019. We're looking forward to sharing our knitting and our knitting experiences with you all. And once again, thank you for sticking with us during this difficult year and... We look forward to sharing another fantastic year with all of you. Yes, and thank you from the bottom of our hearts because you guys make us happy every day. The Ravelry group and the podcast, we call it our happy place. We really do. It does make us happy. And yeah. when we're absent for a while, we feel it. And it's because you guys really, we can feel the love and we really, really appreciate it. And want to send it right back to each and every one of you who's listening. So thank you so much and be ready for some super fun stuff in 2019. Yeah. We're feeling revitalized lately. We are. Bring it on. (laughs) (laughs) Thank you so much, Robbie. We love you and we love having you as our moderator in the group. There have been times this year where we've relied on you. Yes, absolutely. (laughs) Thank you so (laughs) much. To keep things going and we appreciate it. And Looking forward to 2019. Yeah, Yeah, happy holidays and happy new year. Happy new year. All right. Happy knitting, everyone. Bye-bye. Bye. You can find our podcast on iTunes at Yarniax Podcast. 
visit our blog with show notes at yarniax.com. We have a friendly and engaging Yarniax podcast Ravelry group. My Ravelry name is Knitter Ninja Shar. Gail's is Gaily Whaley. You can follow us on Twitter at Yarniax or on Instagram at Yarniac and at Gaily Whaley.